listening to The Big Album Show with Paul Dillon and Dan O'Neill. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Album Show. I'm Dan. And I'm Paul. Sounds of Systems Breakdown is a live electronic music project led by London-based Dubliner Bob Costello. Ed Costello, Rob's brother, and Richie Kelly are the other members of the group. The project mixes electronica with guitar, drums, bass in a way which adds a unique live vibe to their sound. Today we discuss the group's third album, Desperate Creatures, with Rob Costello. And Rob, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the big album show. It's lovely to be here. Thanks, guys. Rob, really good to have you. This is the first time that we've... um you know, had an album like uh, yours on the, the pod and um, blew me away listening to it. I mean, the more I listened to it, the more I liked it and the more I felt I was being vaguely hypnotized by it. <laughs> um, but before we talk about the record, uh, let's talk about you. How did you get into this style uh, of music? Where did this idea of this electric pop play live? At what point did that enter into your uh, your ken as such? Um, so I guess like, you know, there was obviously influences, those like all kind of new wave and people like Eurythmics and stuff like that, who I grew up listening to from my parents, uh, record collection, um, or tape collection rather. It was in the car driving around West Cork that we probably heard all that stuff. Um, and then, um, there, yeah, when I was, just starting out this project, there was people like Soul Wax and like LCD Sound System was a bit later, you know. So there was like there, 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 there was influences and there were trailblazers there. Um, but I think I'm like, I think it felt like something that was lacking in in the Dublin scene, or that I wasn't seeing enough of in the Dublin scene, which was, you know, like big uh danceable bands playing kind of dance music and um um you know there was a lot of singer songwriter type stuff um and there was a lot of kind of electronica um done off of laptops and stuff like that but i you know I, I, there wasn't much of that kind of band vibe in the gigs that i was going to that's not to say that it wasn't happening um but um yeah i kind of felt like that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play music on stage and I wanted mm. to jump around, um, mess around with guitars and stuff like that. And so that's kind of where that came from. Yeah, that, it, it's so interesting. I mean, I mean, Desperate Creatures for me, it, it became over the past couple of weeks a record that uh, the more I listened to, the more I felt the, the live element of it coming true and the, the better the better it sounded, the more I listened to. But I'm interested in what you say about the idea of, you know, uh, the importance of, of doing it live uh, because so much electronic music and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not the authority on electronic music. I'm in new territory here, but so much of it uh, is not, uh, as you say, it's done on a laptop. It's done, um, it's it's done by computer. Is that is that fair to say, or am I getting into dodgy territory if I say it's done by computer? Um, I think there's like I think a lot of the big radio friendly tracks. A lot of that is 
tends to be done in the box. Um, and yeah, by, by like a single producer, bedroom producer or whatever. Um, and I definitely think there's a place for that. And that's a craft all in itself. Um, and, but it does mean that you can do thing. You kind of get to the point then where you're like, well, how do I perform this? And I guess that was never, that's never really a question when it comes to the SOSB stuff, because we kind of start from the idea of like, you know, the three of us as a band, or at least, or, or even when I'm writing a track myself, I tend to think about how is this going to translate into the live situation as, as I do it. And that helps to not overstuff or overproduce or fiddle too much with things because knowing that eventually it's, I'm going to have to stand in front of someone and not make a fool out of myself. Um, is a, a, yeah, it's a good way of reining those things in. And how did a uh, sense of system breakdown get its name? Um, so I can't remember. I think I saw that specific phrase somewhere on the internet. Um, I think it was a description of like some music software or some plugin or something like that. Um, and yeah, I liked, you know, at the time, at the time, um, I kind of felt like maybe it was going to go in a more political direction than I, uh, than it ended up doing. And like, you know, there was, there's an element to that, um, you know, certainly kind of, like a few years after we, you know, started, like we released our first album, we were playing a few tracks that were more kind of, yeah, like social justice and stuff like that. And, you know, there's still an element of that in there, but it kind of feels, and like, we're not talking, we're not calling for the complete tear down of society or anything, but. What? Why not? <laughs> Come on, you've, you've got soft, Rob. Yeah, no, maybe we <laughs> should rip it, rip it up and start again. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, <laughs> it could only get better, right? It wouldn't, yeah. get, it wouldn't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> mm. did, did, did anyone ever mix you up with um, System of a Down? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Or think we're a system of the down, like covers band or something. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love the name. I, I think it's so yeah. contemporary in referring to the, the to the situation that we're we're, we're kind of in. You know, and mm-hmm. um, I get I I kind of in my head. So when I got it, I I kind of got this idea of the electronic music kind of breaking down a little bit and your computer breaking down, but also yeah. the broader existential threat. Uh, as yeah, well. I'm like the computer does break down on stage a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to wing it quite often and that's part of the fun too um and we can always say that you know the audience knew what they were getting into when they came to us and the system breakdown gig uh, when it all goes wrong but um it uh yeah i mean like i i just i like it more and more as just just a collection of words and how it informs how people listen to the music. And I think that's the most important thing. And I think kind of people bring, bring their own uh, opinions to it. And I think that's great as well. And I like to leave gaps in, in the writing and in the music for people to kind of fill with their own ideas. Um, so that's kind of part of yeah. it too. Yeah, I, I think your, your, uh, your lyrics and your music is incredibly powerful for the fact you do that um, and I mean I've been listening to your music for many many years Rob and there is songs from all of your albums that just 
have always stood out to me as incredibly powerful songs. And I think, as you say, because you leave gaps for the listener to kind of project their own feelings and emotion and kind of ideas onto your music, it's all the more more powerful um, for that. When you go to write a song, how does it talk me through the process if you can now I, I i'd imagine you know there's different processes based on what kind of tune you're writing or whatever but yeah your your, your kind of standard song if there's such a thing how does that begin um so yeah generally i suppose lyrics lyrics are often the kind of last thing that happens um and i often try to I'm like, I think, I think David Byrne talks about this a lot about how the, it's the rhythm of the words rather than the content of the words. That's most important when you're, when you're songwriting. Um, so I would often like, I'd write a hook or a synth line or a, you know, a beat or something like that. And then kind of like half mumble, half sing something over it. And then like, think about how that could form into words because that, that rhythm, finding the rhythm and and the like, the melody line and stuff like that is really important for me. So, yeah, I kind of go, okay, yeah, that feels good. And then, like how, like all all of that nonsense, how do I make that into words? Um, and then it's just, yeah, thinking about you know, like current, present, past situations, um like influenced by fiction a fair bit as well um yeah it's it's kind of it comes from all over the place really yeah so is it like um different characters you say like uh, you're influenced by fiction is it, it do you find yourself right taking on um the persona of a different character at times or is some of it sounds kind of stream of consciousness almost um it, yeah where, where does it fit into that kind of spectrum yeah, I think it varies from song to song. Mm. Um, I think, the, yeah, the uh, the the character thing definitely kind of came out in a few of these tracks, and then other ones are more just like kind of little snapshots of of like little kind of mental images of of situations, um, kind of strung together. Um, so, yeah, but but definitely, I, I do try to put myself in a. a a character's shoes for the purposes of kind of certain songs um, and, and just see where that takes me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when we turn into the, to the, to the record, Rob, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, um, as I said in the beginning, it's a record that pulls you in and the more you listen to it, I think the better it gets quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And we do a thing on the big album show where we um we take three tracks per participant, right? And then yeah. we talk about them. And it's it's nearly always a difficult thing to do for us, and particularly for me. Um, but actually this time around, not so difficult for me in that I I there was three tracks that for me were were particularly uh, that stayed with me. And um I wanted to talk about them first, and we might just go around and obviously it's your music, so you can you can do what you want. Um sure. and and we're just delighted that you're 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 in a position to talk to, to us. But if you I'll just share my my uh three tracks first. I mean connect with me I think is just a great way to start a record. And 
I, I really like the, the command of the lyric connect with me because it's an invitation, but I think there's a mm-hmm. command in it and there's a boldness in it and a confidence in it. And I think how you start a record, I'm with Adele on this in terms of the, the album should have a beginning, middle, and then I think how you start a record is extremely yeah. important. It sets the tone, it brings you in. And for me, connect with me, it, it does what it, what it says. I love Grand yeah. because, you know, obviously I love the title. I mean, who, what person wouldn't love the title mm-hmm. in the sense that there's so many meaning. It's so meaningful, that word Grand. You mm-hmm. know, how are you, Grand? It, that can mean anything to utter catastrophe to absolutely amazing. Right? So, so yeah. it's, but, but it was so, it's so catchy for people who don't know, that who, who haven't heard it yet. You've got to listen to it. It's so catchy. You're going to get it into your head. I could nearly hum it, but Dan has banned me from humming on the pod, so I won't. But it's so <laughs> wonderful and so catchy. The other song track that I really, really, I felt most attached to, to be honest, uh, is Rust because mm. it's 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 very short. It's I think about one minute twenty seven seconds, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's very emotional. And uh, it's very, very emotional and and very deep. And yeah, I just, I just, I just love the track. And again, what, what it's, 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 it's a sort of track that when you hear it once, you're going to go back and you want to listen to it again and again and a few times more. Yeah. Uh, so there's my my top three. Um, Dan, do you want to go first before we we bring in Rob on this one because uh, obviously they're your tracks, Rob. So you get the yeah. final say and all the says as many says yeah. as you want. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like you said, Paul. The more I listen to this album. Um, the more I enjoyed it and uh, I, I actually couldn't pick out I, I'll give you my top three but I found it hard to do because like when I actually started writing the list of the songs I really really liked I immediately mm-hmm. could write down you know six songs and then I was like but even after picking six songs there was still other tracks on the album that I was like no but I love that one as well so yeah. so it's um I found the album incredibly um, strong. The, the, the songs I'm going to just pick as my top three, though, because I have to. Two of them are ones you've picked, Paul. So connect with me. I remember I saw that for the first time during uh, lockdown when um, I saw your video. I think the concept for the video is incredibly strong. Um, you know, we were talking before we came on here about Zoom and how, how Zoom, um, you know, uh, entered into all our lives was forced into our lives and i i just love the concept of, of your your video and if people haven't seen the video um, and you're listening to the show i'd really say check it out on on youtube it's it's really really well made um and um the the, the track itself kind of um I'm, I'm a devil for making comparisons with other artists so um don't don't hate me for it but i it kind of has a gary newman kind of vibe um to me, I, 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 in the best way possible, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of more of the, um, 
it's more old school than some of the other tracks, um, yeah. perhaps. And that's my take anyway. Then Grand was another one of, of, of the songs I really, really enjoyed as well. Um, I think the opening lines of it hit you over the head. in a, a naughty word rob in the first sentence so, uh, <laughs> it, it really does hit you over the head um, yeah. and grand and afloat um, mm-hmm. if i'm to make my crass comparisons they kind of remind me of uh there's an orbital vibe off it for me you yeah. know um yeah. it, 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 that that'd be that that's what i'm hearing when i listen to it but uh, again you're making you, you're you're taking that palette and then using it to make something uniquely sounds a systems breakdown, and um, which mm-hmm. I love, and it's 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 a banger as well. You know, I can imagine um, seeing it live, hearing it live, and uh, it really really taking the crowd. After that, then the, the, it's really difficult for me because there's so many, um, there's just so many good ones. But I'm going to pick. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly tell you the other ones I have written down. Right? I have The Wall, Slow Burner. Uh, I have um, Rust. And the other one I had was uh, Page. But the one I'm going to pick is Only Taking You Home. Mm-hmm. Um, quality track, Rob. But now I want to hear, I want to hear your, your, your opinions on, on, on your top three and uh, any reaction yeah. to what we've said. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I would agree with you both. I mean, like, it's hard for me to say you know, at this point, especially like after I've, you know, um, spent hundreds of hours uh, listening to this album and probably starting to, to hate it a little bit because I've been listening to it so much. It's still fairly fresh, although I have I have had a bit of time. I think like one of my favorite one, one of my favorite songs on the album is The Closer, which is um, Goodbye, My Friends. Um, I don't know whether it's because it doesn't have me singing in it. That might be something to do with it. But, uh, yeah, for, for me, that's kind of a, like that. That's a kind of a climactic moment and it still works for me after all this time uh, listening back to that um and um yeah i i think grand is definitely another one big big one for me because just i mean like when i shared that with you know richie from the band um i got a little video back half an hour later of him and his wife on their narrow boat in uh, in kildare you know, like all the lights off and just like kind of dancing around the gym, <laughs> just going like whopper. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that that one still feels good after all this time. And then um, another one for me, I would pick out because it was it's one that has seen a number of live outings, which most of the tracks on this album haven't due to COVID and me living in a different country and all those sorts of things and children and, you know, um, all of that. But um, it is If You Feel Love. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that's kind of that, that also the, 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 the content of that song for personal reasons are really important to me as well. Yeah, so those are my top three, I guess. If you feel love was, I mean, I, I discovered a title before I discovered the the, the tune, Robin, mm-hmm. and I felt it was a meaningful title. Mm. Um, is there is there a story behind that song that you might want to share with us? Um, I guess in a general sense, I won't share a specific story, but in a general sense, it's it's about you know. <sighs> It's about being true to yourself and it's about, you know, not worrying too much about what society thinks of you and stuff like that. Um, or, you know, not being worried about and, and also that, you know, you, that the people are there for you, you know, friends and family and everyone are there for you. And yeah, so that's kind of. Yeah, I won't go into any more details than that. But yeah, like that for for those reasons, it's a it's kind of it's like a it's an emotional one for me. It's 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 a beautiful track. I mean, mm. I I very much felt from from listening to this album that there was a, there was a message in it. You know, <laughs> and mm. I I think we 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 you know we all do that, don't we? We form a relationship with whether it's a you know an album or a book or a film, and 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 we we. It's like going to a really, really good show. You you feel that the artist or the band is almost directing it at you. And yeah, and I wonder, did you? Is there somebody or some group of people or some? Is is there is there a, is there a message going to somebody uh, in in this record? Is it is, is that the idea that there's something here that's being told to someone or being imparted to somebody? Or is it just for from for me? <laughs> Hardly. It's actually for you. Yeah, it's for this guy Paul. Yeah, it's for him. Yeah. Um, no, I think I mean like in a lot of ways, all art and music and stuff is a form of therapy. Um, so probably a lot of it is directed at myself, and you know, um, and the and and like you you tend to. You tend to, I tend to write songs when I'm feeling kind of vulnerable and I'm feeling like there is, there's a rawness there that's trying to, you know, there's something bubbling there that's trying to get out. And um, and I think that's where the most powerful music comes from. Um, and over the course of writing this album, I feel like the direction that that impetus took kind of changed a bit and it was I think it's also it's I guess what I'm trying to say is that like you're getting you're hearing an album with all the different songs that were written in various periods of time I'm like that we were writing this, these tracks for like four or five six years um and they're not necessarily in the order on the album that they were written they're definitely not in that order um and I think if I was to kind of rearrange it 
that into a chronological order, I think the the message would maybe be clearer. And I think it's quite positive um, that the, I think there's a lot of growth and stuff like that for me that happened during this album. And I think it ref, I think that's reflected. Um, but yeah. I don't want to make it so obvious and 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 like the 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 music itself suggested a particular order so it didn't end up kind of being in 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 that chronological order mm-hmm. um which I think is interesting I don't know how that like I'm not sure whether that answers your question but I think it's yeah for, for me the the message was the message was for, the message for anyone else is kind of almost like kind of um they're like collateral damage for my own therapy <laughs> via music. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's, a, that's, a, that's a better answer to the question that, that, than the question. That's a better answer to a question than the question I asked. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, but as well as, you know, play the, the, um, the guitar on this, the keys on this, producing mm. this, writing these incredible kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, some of your lyrics, maybe I'm getting too highbrow here, but your, some of your lyrics are quite, I, you know, I mentioned stream of consciousness earlier on. They're kind of quite modernist in some senses. They remind me of that kind of uh, literary movement in, 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 in the way you write your lyrics. Um, yeah. but, but, but as well as all of those things, Rob, you mentioned mm. your voice earlier on. And I think it is, you have an incredibly powerful voice when I was trying to I was sitting back and listening to the album a few times this week trying to place kind of trying to describe your voice to myself to try and come up with you know a nice line for this show my conclusion with it is just that it's a voice that expresses so many so many emotions in a way that sometimes almost sounds nonchalant. So you go from mm. you go from kind of sounding nonchalant to sounding um, emotional to sounding frenzied to sounding f- it, it, it just when you, when you sing, Rob, I hear. I hear the emotion in your voice, you know, and that mm-hmm. carries. It's it's yeah. full. It's it, it's a storyteller's voice, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's it's something that re- really strengthens the album um, mm-hmm. to me. Um, on top of all of the other other bits and pieces, <laughs> do um, it, it, it's 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 really really strong. Yeah, um, it's it, I, no, I, I totally agree, Dan. That what you said, you said a far more articulate way. Than, than than I can because I I'm not really you know I'm gonna be cancelled already for this now I'm not a massive fan of electronic music and I and I often don't get it and I I don't get the kind of you know the kind of it for me it always seems to be a about a night out you know and I just it's not something I connect with and I and, and um, mm. you know but I, I know it's you know but but for what what blew me away here was the um the, the the literary content and the the quality of the of of, of what you're hearing lyric wise with mm-hmm. electronic music and I, I that was my I just I just thought that was absolutely fantastic also yeah. I heard many bands I, I heard I could hear that you know I, I always love the human league you know and and mm. you read mix and you mentioned them and you know mm. you, you know even it, the, the, maybe a little bit of new order here and there and I thought you did something really yeah. interesting with your influences mm. 
I could mm-hmm. see a little bit of the 80s, a little bit of the 90s, and then something really original, as yeah. well as all those kind of electronic influences right infused throughout the record. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think, like, I would say there's, there's quite a few people, like, to, to kind of to, to defend electronic music for a moment. <laughs> there, are, um, there are some amazing uh, musicians at the moment who are... Who are who are bringing more kind of nuanced lyrics and stuff like that. I mean, like the, there's John Grant. Um, there's like my favorite album at the moment is uh, uh, Bollis Poople and Charlotte Didgery. This is called uh, Topical Dancer, which is an amazing album. If you get a chance to check it out. Um, uh, basically, they're like kind of two immigrants to uh, or families of immigrants to um, to Belgium. And they play like electronic music, and Charlotte Adigeri is the or Adigeri is the um, the the singer, and she's a wonderful lyricist. And she has this kind of dry wit um, when she's talking about um, like immigration and and you know like kind of almost some there's some kind of me too moments and stuff like that in the music so it's really yeah it's really kind of expanding what electronic music can be and can talk about um but yeah i yeah i just i just eat that stuff up and probably kind of yeah crib all their ideas and regurgitate it but um uh yeah and like in in terms of my my voice i'm like that's really great to hear I'm still at the point where I still I'm still not quite sure whether I can sing or not. But but um this for this album, like previously I would have sat my vocals much further back. Um, you know, lots of effects and you know the old the old trick, you know, double doubling yourself, like like making yourself sound like a choir so that it all kind of evens out after you know via um multiplicity. But um like the yeah the whole John Lennon trick, but um, for this album I decided to kind of leave it all a bit raw, more raw, and um, yeah, just kind of be okay with it, and and I think it worked out okay. I think I I, I can I can deal with listening back to the album now on my voice, so that's that's a good sign. Oh, I I think it's uh, more than okay, Rob. I think it's one of the one of the strong points of the album because you carry mm. the you carry your lyrics across so brilliantly. But look, so what we're going to do now is we're going to ask you a quick fire round of questions. Um, some of them are are kind of random questions, not to be taken too seriously, and mm. then others um might be a bit more serious. So we'll see we'll see where it takes us. But just answer okay. as fast as you can, and don't worry about the length of the answer. You can speak for as long as you want or as little as you want. Yeah, um, and we'll just we'll just roll with it. So first of all, I know Rob, you studied art back in your student days. Who would mm-hmm. be your favorite uh, visual artist? Uh, Olafur Eliasson. Okay, why? <laughs> <laughs> so he did the um, he does a lot of stuff with light. Um, he did a famous piece in the Turbine Hall in the um, the Tate Modern which was a, a sun uh, it was called like the weather, weather project. And um, it was just like huge and totally sublime and amazing. Um, but yeah. Brilliant. Piano or guitar? Guitar. 
Okay, what, what, why? Um, I, do you know, it, I, I, I do kind of bounce backwards and forwards, but you know, you can't rock out on a piano the way you can rock out on a guitar. Yeah, it's very hard and, to bring a baby grand to a party as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. piano doesn't get you chicks. <laughs> I don't think guitar does. I think I was alive. We were all so when we were teenagers. I think what a guitar gets you is when you when you hit your midlife crisis. What a guitar gets you is more guitars. Um, yeah, that's an expensive, ultimately what we all get. An expensive hobby. Yeah. Well, exactly. don't get into don't get into synth then. Yeah, I saw, but I, I I saw you 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 got a new toy recently, Rob. Yeah. What yeah. was it? I got a Moog grandmother. Ooh. which is a semi-modular analog keyboard, um, which, yeah, I've always wanted a Moog. Um, I love the sound. Um, yeah, and the, yeah, it's great. It's totally, it's totally, you know, it's you know, my wife went into my like studio the other day and she's like, this is such a man cave. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, this is... This is a music studio. This is my semi-professional, you know, workspace. It's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the gearheads are getting really excited now, listening to this, thinking we're going to yeah. talk about, you know, synths and, and, and stuff. Um, okay, um, favorite. I think you've already. No, you've already. I was going to ask you your favorite contemporary act, but you've already given the listeners a suggestion earlier on. So I'll ask you, uh, where in the world would you go if you were invisible? Ooh, interesting. I think I'd like to go to like, you know, one of those big like economic forums like Davos or something like that, you know, where all the kind of really uh, powerful people meet behind closed doors and talk about what they're going to do. I'm not a mad like New World Order kind of person or whatever, but I think it would be really interesting to just kind of sit in and see what they actually chat about. And do they shite on like the rest of us? I'd say so. But we'd be <laughs> interested. Uh, if you were a sitcom character, what would be your catchphrase? Oh, probably be this guy. <laughs> this guy, yeah. This guy. <laughs> Uh, okay, and uh, moving on swiftly from that. Uh, have you, have Listen, you ever... you, if you watch the show, it'll all make sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then the 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 drummer in your band, he has his, he has a, a theme tune, doesn't he? Rob? He does. What is it? In jokes there. Okay. <laughs> have you ever sent a text to the person you were texting about? Uh, no, but I have sent a video about adult My Little Pony fans to a client in the United Arab Emirates. Oh, my God. My work. There's a lot to unpack there, I know, but... <laughs> I don't where the listeners are now wondering what 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 line of business are you in? You know, yeah. I, I hope you're not like not, a, a doctor or something no. who meant to send them, you know, uh, the results of an important test or something. No, I'm yeah, well, I'm a web web developer um in my day job. And 
yeah, we were kind of chatting away a bit. And like, you know, when you're talking to your workmates, you end up talking about random stuff. We ended up talking about like weird subcultures. And I was like, yeah, like there's the whole bronies thing. Mm. And I sent that to who I thought was, you know, I thought was my workmates, but actually it was a client. Um, But um, they thought it was very interesting. Yeah, the bronies <laughs> thing is so 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 strange. But uh, I mean, each to their own. Uh, yeah, we don't we won't yeah. don't want the bronies turning on the big album. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, uh, they've gone from controversy to controversy here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, um, okay, and um, I suppose finally, if you won the Euro Millions, what would you do? What's the first thing you'd do with the money? Buy another Moog or Mo. I'd like to say give it, give some money to charity or whatever, but I'd probably be straight onto eBay. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you're yeah. a geld off or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I'd would you buy on eBay? At, I'd be looking at Yamaha CS80s for all the synth nerds out there. Okay. Oh, Thanks. and also, I want to say rest in peace to Vangelis, who passed away today. Okay. Um, while we're on the subject of synths a very influential uh, synth nerd who is unfortunately no one longer with us but no. okay yeah. right, right. anyway sorry i digress no 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 it's it, <laughs> it, that's okay yeah um okay. yeah it it it's um, i mean before we, we we wrap up rob it's been it's been mm. fascinating and, and interesting and and funny and profound times and, and and thanks very much for doing this pod but i would like to ask you where is uh where does it go from here mm. you know can we see you live are you coming to dublin what are you doing um where do you go from here what's in the what's in the pipeline as they say yes so we hope to play gigs soon um but we are still working all that out after um you know, lockdown and all those sort of things have kind of prevented us from getting together. Um, the rest, I'm in London, um, Ed is in Dublin, and Richie's on a boat in Kildare. Um, so it's not always easy to get together. So, um, yeah, in in one form or another, um, Sounds of System Breakdown will be playing some gigs this year. Good. Hopefully in Dublin, at least. Excellent. Bob, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the Big Album Show. Uh, thank you very much, for joining us and uh, if you like this pod please remember to give us a little bit of a like uh, give us a bit of love give us a share uh, we're at the big album show on twitter across social media um, and if you could share this pod with us another listener we would be very grateful until the next night time i've been paul i've been dan and thanks again rob and we'll talk to everyone soon ciao it's long. you're listening to the big album show with paul and dan please remember to subscribe Hit like and remember to follow us on our social media platforms at The Big Album Show.